0: I want the industry to realize, and I think it's slowly being shifted, the value in an ambassador, in a trail builder, and realize that everybody is part of, you know, quote unquote, the mountain bike community. And that everybody has and should have a mutual respect and support.
1: Welcome to Trail Effect episode 14. I am your host, Josh Blum. Trail Effect is a show that dives into the stories behind trails, the communities that embrace trails, and the people who rely on trails as a way of life. The goal of this show is to turn the stories you will hear from our guests into useful knowledge that can be applied to your community while providing some entertaining and inspirational content. Guests on Trail Effect include trail builders, board members, community leaders, volunteers, and regular people who really enjoy trails. For the final episode of 2020, we bring you Brayden Bringhurst, otherwise known as Braid on Instagram. Braden is an extremely talented individual both on and off the bike. Braden is most well known for his Instagram shreddits. At the same time, Braden is doing a ton of stuff in his local community of Boise, Idaho. Sit back and learn more about Braden and his unique outlook on how people and companies can come together to be a force for good within their own communities. Support for TrailFet comes from Smith's Bike Shop in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Smith is a full service retailer for Trek Bicycle Company and Celsa Cycles. Smith also has a full line of components and accessories from Bontrager Trigger and other various companies. For more information about Smith's Bike Shop, go to www.smithsbikes.com. A special thanks goes out to Ben Wellenek of Mountain Bike Radio for supporting this podcast and to the people who have shared their time and knowledge. Without this, we would not have these stories to tell. This podcast is an Evolution Trail Services production. For more information about Evolution Trail Services, go to www.evotrails.com. So here we are with Braden Bringhurst. Braden is out of Boise, Idaho. He's relatively new to mountain biking, but he's been an athlete his whole life in various forms, especially on two wheels of BMX. How are you doing today, Braden? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Let's hear a little bit of your backstory. You know, you've got a huge following on Instagram and obviously your, your edits, you know, get a lot, of, a lot of traction and have a very unique style. Thanks. Let's, let's talk about how you got into this.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, you want the story of my mountain bike, my mountain bike, kind of how that started or sure. Yeah. Basically I, uh, when I graduated from getting my bachelor's degree in film, um, my father-in-law, uh, was gracious enough to say, you know, I'd, I'd like to get you a graduation present. That's a big deal. Graduating. And so I was kind of blown away, but I found a eighteen hundred dollar mountain bike, and I was so stoked on it and uh long before that, I used to race b m x all over the country, and I was you know fairly well at it, but I hung it up for some other things, and uh, when I got this mountain bike, I was kind of like a kid again, I felt like, I felt like I had just this amazing desire and stoke to get out and ride this mountain bike in the mountains and really push what this thing could do. And when I raced BMX as a kid all over the country, I was best buddies and traveled all over with Mitro Pilato. And he's, um, a big shot in the mountain bike world. He's a, you know, multiple time King of crankworks and national and EWS podium. Like he's, He's legit. And uh so I reached out, I said, Dude, I got a bike. And I was like, Let's ride like old times. And so we went out and rode. And um I actually just posted a picture on my Instagram account of that ride. And uh that was in 2016. And he uh, you know, jumped my bike and just started laughing. He's like, Dude, your suspension is awful. <laughs> your wheels are just way too hard. And you know, I guess it's typical for a VMXer to set up the mountain bike just awful. So that's, that's exactly what I did. So he got my PSI's right. He dialed in my suspension. And so I, I was living in Utah for a year up in park city, I work, I was working at a bike shop. Um, I was coaching snow skiing at the Utah Olympic park. And, um, I was just having a good time riding my mountain bike and trying to figure out what I was going to do with my film degree. Cause I really love making content. And then me, my wife, my two kids, we felt like it was time to move back up to Boise, Idaho, where we went to middle school, high school, and it's kind of where our roots were. So we um, got back up to Idaho and I started looking into the Boise State uh, master's program and it was feeling really good. But when I got up there, I had no riding friends. I mean, I had this new passion and love for writing, but I had absolutely no friends to do it with. And I knew that, you know, Instagram, you can connect and really, um, kind of look up hashtags and find certain like Eagle bike park hashtag. And you could see like trail updates and you can see people who are riding there. So I just started kind of thumbing through and making connections. And, um, and that was in 2018, January, 2018. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of the start of mountain biking for me, where I really just started working on all my skills and working on becoming the best rider that I could be. And I knew that I didn't have to be, you know, some hotshot racer to be involved in my local community. So I started doing. I would go to my local shops and I'd say, "Hey, you know, I get it. Like, I'm not like some big podium racer guy, but I, I can assure you that I can ride a bike, and uh, I would love to do a clinic." For you know, your new riders that are coming and getting bikes. And they were stoked on it. So we did like some shred sessions at the local bike park, and I taught people how to corner, how to body position, how to, you know, kind of do some basic things. And that was a hit. And I just realized like, I love this. You know, I love being involved on the ground level with the people right in my city. And so I did that and then you know, I'd ride with like my my buddies that were like high up in mountain biking and they would just kind of say stuff like "Dude, you can really ride a bike. Like there's not many people out there in the world that can ride like and do what you're doing." And I had the hardest time believing it, but they would say stuff like that and I was like, "Well, I mean, it is what it is. I I don't I don't really care. But I'm just happy to be out riding, you know." And uh when I was first doing the Instagram, I would share like a video of me, like hitting like a manual line to gap to corner or something. And, uh, I guess a lot of people got stoked on it. (laughs) And, um, you know, some like big platforms, like vital and pink bike, and they, they clearly had no idea who I was. Um, but they could see in those little snippets of video that I got out, you know, Um, on a trail ride that, holy crap, this is like crazy little uh, snippet of riding here. And uh, so they would share it. And then I think that that was kind of the initial spark as far as getting into the hands of people throughout the industry. And uh, when they started seeing like what I was doing as far as local community building stuff, they saw that I could ride too. And they reached out to me and they said, "Braden, we love what you're doing. Um, how can we, how can we support you? And a couple other companies would reach out and they'd say, Hey, we love what you're doing. Can we give you a bike? And I was like, you know, I don't really want to just like post videos of me biking so you can show off your bike. You know, like I just felt like, That's not the direction that I want to use this platform is to, is to just have people using me to show off their stuff. And so when I was talking with Canyon specifically, they said, how can we support you? And I said, well, I don't just want to bike. I I can assure you that I would love to, I, you know, I have a passion for filmmaking. There's some, major inspirations out there like Matt Hunter and Maddie Miles of Specialized. And uh, I would be so stoked to be able to make some videos for you guys uh, riding your bikes. And so that's kind of where it started. And um, I was very, you know, that's kind of like the ties that I had with Canyon. And I did my own ambassador stuff. I did my group rides, helping with the local trail or new clinics and group rides and and stuff like that. And um it just kind of continued to progress. You know, I made I made a video of me on a very small budget uh riding down in Moab, Utah. And I was uh I was totally new to all this. Totally new. I make this video uh, of me and I call it Transcend. And I don't know if you've seen it, but I'm riding like Captain Ahab, Jackson's, all those trails over there. And I'm going up and down and jibbing and I'm just, you know, riding the way that I want to ride and make this video for Canyon on a, on a very small budget. And, um, I turn it over to them and they were just like, oh my gosh, like that was, that is some awesome, that is some very awesome, inspiring content. And uh, so I was kind of blown away with that. And uh, I actually got a call from a uh, rookie mistake. I got a call from BLM and they said, hey, uh, we see that you filmed a project out on, on, uh, out on our, our land and uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna find you. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I was like, I promise I wasn't like trying to be devious. What can I do to make it right? And the fine was like, basically the price that Canyon paid us to make the video. And I, I was like, all right, I'm just going to suck it up and pay this. And I was like, I call my friend at Canyon and I was like, dude, I got in trouble. I made a big rookie mistake. And he's like, oh yeah, no problem. Like we'll, we'll get you. (laughs) So, you know, it was then that I realized like, all right, like Canyon they've got my back and they have my best interests in mind and they want to support me in what I'm doing. And uh, so that was video number one. And then um, it was like, that was like December that that came out. And then I think it was January in Boise, the local enduro race series was shut down. And I was like, man, you could just feel the whole, like all the riders and racers were just like, dude, this sucks. You know, super bummed. And I was like, we got to do something. We've got to, we've got to do something to celebrate what we have going on here in Boise. And so I reached out to my buddy um, who is a, a really good friend and he, he rides in the mornings and we get out often together. And I said, dude, what do you think about starting a Boise mountain bike festival? And we can, we can bring all the shops together we can do demo demonstrations we can teach people in the community we can celebrate a day of mountain biking our awesome community and he was like oh my gosh that sounds so cool but i'm super busy like and i was like yeah i i agree i'm too so maybe this isn't right and uh it was like a week later he's like hey i think we need to do something i think that that would be a real value to the community here. So that was kind of the start of it. And then um I started talking with the trail org. I started talking with Bogus Basin, which is our ski resort. It's a nonprofit. And I just started asking them, you know, what what would you think about this if we put this together and this is what it looked like. And everybody was just like, yes, this sounds so good. And, you know, there's a lot of hoops to jump through and there's a lot that goes into planning an event. And we managed to to um make it kind of work. And I asked Canyon. I said, Hey, would you guys be willing to put up a bike um to help raise funds for our local trail org? And they said, Yes, we we can do that. And so we did that and we collabed it with Zip, which is another one of my sponsors, Zip Wills, and um Smith and Maxis and, and Deity. And that first year, that little bike raffle raised around $16,000. And in my world, that's a huge win. I know that there's some other stuff that raises tons more than that. But, you know, I, I felt really good being able to use my network and be able to do that for my local, my local trail organization. And uh, yeah, so that happened last year. Yeah, the 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 community in Boise is just exploding with excitement and love for for getting out on the trails. You have Kyle Warner, who's an absolute just killer rider and killer ambassador and um he's doing so much good stuff for the bike community and um so you have him in town, you got other guys, you got the trail orgs you have dirt dolls which is a women's organization that does all kinds of just amazing group rides and group clinics for women that makes them feel very safe and not like they have to go out and ride 100 miles an hour you know just just gives them a a comforting place to go if, maybe if they're brand new to mountain biking or they want a, a group of women that really kick butt and just go f- fast as heck you know there's a whole range of of riders in that in that group there's a uh, Boise Bicycle Project, which gets, you know, underprivileged kids on bikes. So just Boise is really just excited. And like, I feel super honored, like to be in a town that I grew up in and be having this platform to help that excitement grow. And uh, that's kind of one of my main, one of my main motivations is to help any success or eyes that I'm able to pull. I want to de- you know, I want to deflect it to my, to my community. That's a long <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're, and we're going to go, we're going to, since you're on Boise, we're going to stick
1: with Boise, but we're I want to get back to some of your video stuff too, before we, yeah. um, before we really move on. But so kind of sell Boise or let, let the listeners know what Boise as a Charles community is like, like what can they expect? Is there a lot of uh, old school tech? Is it, modern flow? Like what kind of, what kind of stuff do you have around the community for different riding options and trail options?
0: Yeah. Thanks for asking. So Boise is, I feel like it's a very, it's a very fun place to ride. So it has technical Moabs, you know, Southern Utah, Rocky stuff at Table Rock. And that's right out of downtown. It has Hundreds of miles of single track, smooth, buffed out foothill, which is all like private land that it's uh, managed by an organization that, you know, those trails are pretty tamed out. um, But it's just because they don't want to lose access to those to those foothills. So that's a a big chunk right there. Um, And that's great for gravel bikes. That's great for a large percentage of trail users. And I, I ride the foothills weekly. I absolutely love them. Um, you do not go to the foothills if you want technical or crazy riding, but it's a great place to get your base miles in, to get uh, out with your family, your, your dogs, whatever. And so that's a huge, huge uh, or a major, major asset to the Boise Trails. And then you have more technical um, stuff over at Eagle Bike Park, which is right along the foothills, but it's a little section that's been... Set aside and basically granted access to build dual slalom tracks, big jump lines, um, rocky technical flow trails. Just it's a it's a great place. I live by Eagle Bike Park, and it's a great place for me to go if I have an hour to go work on some technical climbing, some uh, you know single track flat corner slaying, and then some big jumps, working on style and flow and. I can go there and I can be done in an hour and feel like my whole realm that I like to go through, um, is satisfied. So that's Eagle Bike Park. And then there's a lot do of you, new, what's that? Do you, I was going to say, do you pedal there from your house or do you have, is it like close enough that you can pe- ride your ride? Yeah. It's 10 minutes from my house, uh, pedaling. So it's a great warm up. Yeah. I really love Eagle Bike Park. And then there's Avamore, which swim by the Southwestern Mountain Bike Association. Southwestern Idaho Mountain Bike Association uh, has been working hard on some big flow trails, some rocky, good, radical riding. And that's just going to continue to blossom. And then Bogus Base and the nonprofit, they've put in so much effort in uh, bringing in the big dogs, making proper flow trails. And now they're developing tons of technical single track lift access. Yeah. I mean, Boise is on the rise 100% and it's super, you can feel it in the air. So yeah, it's exciting. That's awesome. Back to your video stuff. One of the
1: things you do, and I don't know if this is your thing or if this is something you, you just embraced it, it is updural. Oh yeah. And you always have good technical climbing in your video sections or session in your, in your video parts within your movies. Let's talk about your technical climbing and the upduro thing that you have going on there.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, so Upduro, you know, uh, growing up, uh, my dad and I loved like motorcycles. He, he always had the three wheeler, the four wheelers, uh, dirt bikes and hill climbing is always like something that, uh, you do out on the dirt bikes and the motorcycles. And we lived in Arizona for a bit. I remember seeing the, the climbs and I was just always Fascinated with the climbing. You know, fast forward to my life now, I still love climbing. And mountain biking to me, the way that I, you know, prefer to do it is to climb. I freaking love climbing my mountain bike because the payoff you get, the endorphins, you know, you get this real good uh, high, you know, rider's high, whatever you want to call it, uh, by getting up on top of that mountain or pushing yourself here or there. And, and so I just, I love the whole concept of climbing. It's something that, you know, I really believe in. And so when I make my videos, I of course, love the big long climbs. And I really do that push you physically, but those are really hard to show on a video. People aren't going to want to watch you gravel grind up a boring trail. And, uh, and so the technical climbing stuff kind of gets the message, um, across. I find a lot of satisfaction in, in picking out a line and, and keeping a smooth climb up a really rocky technical section of trail. Um, you know, I prefer, like I said, it's just the way that I do it, but I really do prefer climbing in a one fluid motion if I have to stop and hop my stoke level goes down for some reason. So I try to keep all my really technical climbs a fluid, you know, line choice, pedal, you know, motion. And um, yeah, I guess a lot of other people have kind of liked it and found it fun to do as well. I'm, I would never consider myself like a pioneer of climbing a mountain bike, like no way. I mean, you have Chris Ackrig, you have a bunch of other guys that can climb way better than I can. Um, but, uh, I think I just, I don't know. I, I like to show that in my edits. I really like to showcase climbing and hopefully inspire and get other people stoked on it too. Cause it's a big part of the ride <laughs> if you're climbing, you know? Yeah. Speaking of video edits,
1: there's a video that came out in November of this year, 2020, uh-huh. It was a it was a dream build essentially of the crew yeah. Jones slash Rad inspired bike. Do you have anything you want to talk about there and
0: what might be on tap for that special project? Yeah. Um. So, the Rad project. So I I have loved Rad since I was a little kid. Have you seen Rad? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. So like. I'm 32. I probably watched Rad for the first time when I was seven, eight. I don't know. But I loved Rad and I loved Crew Jones and I was always rooting for the underdog. And um, you know, just the whole story of him of being a paper boy, coming up through the ranks, qualifying, going to the the hell track and being able to ride with the big the big dogs. It's a it's an inspiring story. And I think it resonates with a lot of people out there. And so I've always had that in my mind. Um, my weird niche in the mountain bike world right now is making Shreddits. You know, it's making bike videos to get people stoked. And I felt like this is my chance this is my chance to make a tribute to something that's inspired me and um, been a major influence throughout a big portion of my life. And so I put together a proposal, I sent it to Canyon and I said, hey, I I would be really stoked and honored if I could do this, shred it to tribute a film that has played a major role in, in the person I am today. And, um, immediately, uh, Canyon was like, yes, absolutely. Let's get you a custom painted bike. (laughs) And I was like, no way. (laughs) That's just insane. Like, I don't deserve that. And, uh, they're like, Hey, you know, we love what you're doing. Let's get you a custom painted crew Jones bike. So they set me up with Christian Hellman, who is the guy that's over that in Germany. And we went back and forth and got this bike, um, replica, you know, it's not exactly, but it's pretty replica, uh, similar to crew Jones's bike that he rode when he was trying to qualify for hell track. And so, um, it happened and like the bike, the bike came together and, um, I got, I, so I feel so fortunate that brand manager that was hired in January for Canyon that I hadn't worked with before. His name is Scott Hart. And, um, Scott Hart is a I've been told by a bunch of mountain bikers that he is like the wizard of Oz of mountain biking. <laughs> I guess he has done a lot and I looked into it and I, and I was able to talk with him in January and he's incredible. He's not only an incredible coach and rider himself, but he has, you know, major roots in the sport. And and rad is a major thing for him. And he told me that he loves rad and he would almost he would consider himself a historian of rad. And I said, well, why don't you jump in on this and co direct this project with me? And um he said I'd be honored. It'd be a highlight of my career. And hearing that, I mean, that was huge because he, he came from, from Red Bull. He helped start Red Bull Rampage. He, he's just, he did, uh, journaling. Uh, you know, he was the main guy at Decline Magazine for a long time. And he, uh, he's just a real, he's the real deal. And so to hear him say that it made me want to do my best work. And so he, um, pulled some, some big strings and there's some awesome reveals that we're excited to share, uh, when this video comes out here in January on January 12th is the, is the goal. Um, but, uh, he pulled some big strings and got some, you know, you could just say got some big, some big names involved and he it's really going to take this tribute to the next level. Um, and so this film is, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, I ride in it and I did my best riding that I could. Um, but I want people when they watch this rad movie or this tribute to realize that it's about having fun on your bike and that, you know, I I want people to celebrate this tribute as if they were writing it themselves. It's not, you know, all about uh, a shredded showcasing my writing. Yeah, it is that, but I want, I want people to celebrate in this, in this project as well. So super nervous, but, um, I've showed a couple people and they're just so blown away with, with what it is that it makes me even more excited to share it with everyone.
1: So is this something that you actually did most of the work on on the back end, too, as far as the editing editing and production side of things?
0: Yeah, everything. So I went there. That's when I met you in yep. March. Was that March? That was in March. Yep. Yeah. And I. OK, so that was in March. Um, I went there. I found features. I took pictures and then I went home and I storyboarded and I I watched the film a thousand times. and um or a thousand times more than I already had. And um and I really tried to make every shot, every part of this film pay respect to the original. And uh it's got the flatline, flatline tricks. It's got the quirky uh side style turn bars. It's got, you know, kind of um yeah, you know, I hope it pays it proper respect. And um there's a lot of, there's a lot of energy and effort put into it prior, during, and then after with editing and music and, and getting the right, you know, story across. So yeah, it's, um, Scott helped me get, and you'll see, he helped some very pivotal, important things happen. And without Scott's help, this tribute would not be what it is. Um, but as far as the shooting, I mean, my wife, she does the photo and the video. She's incredible. And as far as the editing and the storyboarding and the whole, you know, project. Um, yeah, that's, that's me. That's, that's what I do. And, um, I'm excited to share it with everyone.
1: That'll be awesome. we can't wait for that to come out. It's something since we met in March that's something I've definitely been looking forward to so when I saw the uh yeah. the dream build, I was pretty excited
0: so thank you yeah pretty pretty special so thanks well let's move back to uh Swimba, because you've got a
1: raffle going on right now. you want to talk a little bit about this raffle so we can you know kind of let people know what you know what what the money's going for and and what they could what they could win?
0: Yeah. Um, so you know, first and foremost, there's a lot of raffles, and there's so much w- worthwhile stuff going on right now in the mountain bike world. You got the Gross Cycling Foundation. You got a bunch of other raffles, and um, I am full support of all those things. And and I just want to be super transparent and encouraging of people to spend their money where and put their money where they're able and where they f- would find it being best used. Um. And that being said, I'm super excited about the fundraiser that I've been able to to put together and be able to support my local area. And so, this started a long time ago. Uh, it kept getting pushed off, and um, I actually started a nonprofit called Build Support Ride. That is just a huge, way bigger process than I realized. Um, and so, that's in the works, and that's what I'm trying to make happen there is weekly, you know, free coaching for all the the new comers to the sport. Um, The new, I want beginning classes. I want e-bike classes, teaching people. I want all the shops to be able to say, Hey, make sure you go to the Thursday night build support ride clinic and, uh, you know, get some education on how to ride better as well as trail efficacy and those types of things. And so that's something that I've been doing. And, um, that was just, you know, I bit off a little more than I could chew this year, trying to get that all done. And so, uh, this raffle took forever to get kicked off, but it finally did. And, um, the raffle is a Canyon, either spectral or strive and, um, being a Canyon ambassador rider, I get a certain amount of bikes and, uh, you know where I came from i mean i I am more than happy with one bike, <laughs> and uh so i want to I wanted to put my own skin in the game this year and put up one of my own personal bikes um into this raffle and um you know if i it's one thing to organize something and and ask people to pitch in money and organize your sponsors, but like I want to personally not just put in my time but put in my own assets or whatever. And so, yeah, I did that. And Canyon is super supportive. They would obviously easily put in a bike, but I told them, Hey, like, I want to do this. And I, and so, you know, they let me do it and they, you know, still push the message and I'm super grateful for them. And then RockShox, Zip, SRAM, they're on board. Um, So it's going to be equipped with all of that. The zip wheels are, I love them. They're amazing trail riding wheels. They have a lot of flex and they do a lot of different things than your traditional carbon wheel. And then um, Patagonia, they're putting in a full kit. So, you know, shorts, bibs, pack and, and a shirt, jersey, and then Smith, helmet, glasses, um, whatever you'd like. And then uh, Max's tires—they put in three sets of tires, so that individual rider can hopefully ride for the year without having to, you know, spend a bunch on tires. That's like the worst thing ever. And then, uh, and then Deities putting in the full kit: so grips, bars, stems, saddle, pedals, and then feel like I'm forgetting something. So we got the bike, we got the wheels, suspension. Smith, Patagonia, Deity, maybe that's it. So yeah, so that that's what's up for, for the winner. And, uh, hopefully people get stoked on that. Let me, I'm going to pull up my phone real quick and see what we're at. I'm honestly blown away with where it's at and I couldn't be more stoked. looks like we're at 31%. So we're over, over, what is that? nine over nine thousand dollars right yeah oh yeah yeah so frick i'm stoked so we'll keep pushing it and whatever it gets is what it gets and uh i'm more than grateful for all the people that donated and um yeah i think i think i mentioned everything so we got a canyon spectral zip three zero moto Wheel set smith patagonia maxis deity yeah that's that's it so you know just like Using, using my sponsors and connections to, to, to build my community is like, is so important to me and I'm stoked that they're all on board and they all want to help it too. Because I think a lot of people in the mountain bike world, they all want to help, you know, they all want to, they all want to do what's good. And, and you can really fill that with, with everybody and everything that's going on right now. So, uh, yeah, that's that.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes people just don't know how to help and sort of, yeah, you know, to, to push stuff like this. It, it helps kind of get people on track with what, what people can do to help, you know?
0: Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, that's my, that's my wish, for sure.
1: Yeah, and as far as the, uh, I think the bike and the wheels speak for themselves. Obviously, SRAM stuff is good, but I know based on some of your edits on Instagram, there's some pretty questionable situations oh, yeah. that you've put those, those wheels in.
0: And you've ridden away with nothing. Yeah. Where something else might have blown up. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've folded those wheels. I've will loved them. You know, like the heart like on a wheel that you've seen that gets will love. Like I've done that to them and they back out and keep rolling. Like I'm on the bike I'm on right now are the same wheels I've been on since Whistler last year. And uh I think here's the thing. I think a lot of people are kind of skeptic on the, on the flexing aspect of the zip wheels and me being a, so I have a background in pole vaulting. I would run down a runway and I would plant a fiberglass or carbon fiber pole. And that sucker would bend and it would fling my 160 pound body way up in the sky. (laughs) What was so crazy to me was these poles delivered the same performance within a very tight window, every single vault, like the technology of carbon fiber or the fiberglass was, um, super confidence inspiring to me that you don't just need a bike that's completely stiff and doesn't move these wheels flex and create a totally different experience than a lot of the other wheels out there. And I'm very comfortable with the flex and what the wheels do. And that's, that's why I believe in them like I do. And I push them because they are something else and they make my ride. They make my trail ride very much more enjoyable. Now at the same time, they're not designed to go rip through a dual slalom track or like fully compressing G out in a berm. You're going to lose composure in the wheel. It's going to flex a lot and it's not going to feel right. And so they're designed for trail riding. That's where they're marketed. And that's why I ride them. Cause I want to be, you know, spending 90% of my time out on the trails. Yeah. And at the most basic level, you're getting home. Like, exactly. You're
1: not blowing one up, and yeah, because like I said, yeah. I'm you know some of your edits on Instagram. I, I I can think of one specifically that was in the land of Oz, and where you were jumping up a uh, a drop. Yeah,
0: where a rear wheel case that step up or that drop. Yeah. yeah, that was insane. Yeah, like I don't know how that wheel didn't break. I don't know if anybody knows how it didn't break. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nuts. I mean. Yeah, that's they're they're pretty dang. In my, I mean, take it for what it's worth. But I I really love the Wills. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered um the topics that that we were going to discuss.
1: Do you have anything in closing that you want to add, quick before we uh, wrap this sucker up? Um, let me look at my notes real quick. Um, let's see. Yeah, one thing I didn't actually realize that you were doing was your nonprofit, and uh, man, that is. Like starting a nonprofit is ridiculously hard. Oh my
0: so I give you a ton of credit for that. Yeah, I'm still in the weeds, but it's coming and it's uh, it's where my, you know, passion lies, so it will happen. But let's see. Um, you know, one thing I wanted to point out was uh, kind of just so there's this like there's this area of focus in the industry that I think is really needing the appropriate like shift. And you see companies embracing the, the idea and putting money where their mouth is, as far as supporting trail builders and um, ambassadors. And you can see that starting to, to happen you know some people might um like for example with myself a lot of people can easily dismiss me and say he's an influencer he's only putting out content to showcase Canyon's bicycles and that's a face value it's i'm super new to the scene and that's 100% That's 100% reasonable. I get that. And I'm totally fine saying that I am doing a lot more than just riding a bicycle and showing it performing. I want the industry to realize, and I think it's slowly being shifted, the value in an ambassador, in a trail builder. And realize that everybody is part of, you know, quote unquote, the mountain bike community. And that everybody has and should have a mutual respect and support. You know, if there's a trail organization that's doing amazing things, that trail organization needs to have major support. If there is a racer, that's doing amazing things and is doing all of those things that racers do, they need to be getting major support. And I think that every every aspect of mountain biking that's happening right now, whether you have trail builders, you have local ambassadors that are doing things in their communities, you have media sources and platforms, podcasts, uh, YouTube channels, whatever, that all of those things need to be need to be accepted and realize that it's all building the sport, because the sport is growing so fast, and there's room for everyone, and you can very easily get a feel that this person or that person starts getting envious or jealous of the support here or there. And, um, I don't think that's, ne- I don't think that's necessary. So hopefully that makes sense, but yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's exactly
1: why we're doing what we're doing right here. It's awesome. You know, Yeah, is getting, getting the word out, you know, giving the, given the credit to the people who make trails happen, you know, on, yeah. on all aspects, cause it does take a community and it does take everybody's individual skill sets, you know, to collectively come together.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, in your end, you're doing an excellent job showcasing the the visual side of things. And, you know, and another person may just love digging in the dirt, you know, and their stuff is super important too, because without that, it doesn't happen.
0: Yes. And so like, just realizing we're, you know, coming from a track and field background, once again, like I was a pole vaulter and you have shot putters, you have long jumpers, you have sprinters, you have long distance. Like, and ultimately we all wear the same Jersey, we're all on the same team. And so with mountain biking, you have shot putters, you have sprinters, you have long distance, you have all of these different dynamics. And ultimately we can be a super strong community, the more that we can accept each other's differences and strengths and support and support and and do just Go about doing good versus trying to cut down or backbite or, or or shift or whatever. Yeah,
1: for sure. And I think and you're right. There's more companies that are coming on board that are really realizing that you know, and that it's not just about racing, but it's about everything.
0: Yeah, and you know, like racers, they have an amazing opportunity here. Um, the more that mm-hmm. the racer embraces this the bigger impact that they can have because racing is incredibly valuable and it's incredibly difficult and deserves all the respect that it, that it should get. Um, but those individual racers and riders, the more they embrace this idea of getting involved, giving back using their platforms. I mean, you look at Brian Lopes and what he's doing with, with his nonprofit, you know, getting kids on bikes, you look at the Grow Cycling Foundation with Elliot, you know, like you, if, if the industry just understood, you know, and I think it's 100% going that direction, just how big of an impact that everybody can have in the community side of things and the value in that, putting value towards that you're going to, you're going to see an, uh, an industry and community just continue to blossom. Cause anytime you're, you're focused on others and building up others, you're always going to grow. And that's just the way that it is. Anytime you're yeah. on you, only you just tearing the other person down or showing them how much better you are. What is that doing? You know? Yeah. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of going off, but hopefully it, um, makes some, some sort of sense.
1: Oh, it makes, it makes a ton of sense, you know, especially this year, you know, trails, trail use. And I've talked about this in almost every one of the shows I've done trail use has been up like three to 500%, depending on where you are across the board with, with the whole uh, the COVID thing and people getting outside and bike sales, obviously, have, as you've seen have been yeah ridiculous. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, who would have thought that I was, you know, we got, when I got back into town from our, you know, our spring trip to Bentonville, I was kind of I was somewhat bumming that stuff was shut down. Cause I was, I was worried about my friends that have bike shops, right? you know? And then I talked to them. they're like, oh, we can't get bikes. We were like, our floors are empty. We're sold out. Wow, It's just crazy.
0: It is crazy. It totally is crazy. Yeah. So crazy stuff, but you know, I think it, I think with so many more people on the
1: trails, it just, we just need, we need to get more access so we can responsibly get into
0: the woods. Yes more access, more coaching, more support, more everything. And these big companies that have, you know, that have all the power, you know, there needs to be a value put on, on trail building and, and somehow there needs, there needs to be dollars coming from these companies into communities in, in my opinion, and there's a lot of companies that are doing that stuff and it's super exciting. Yep. Well, awesome! I you covered everything, and we went we went deep on the advocacy side of things, and I
1: love it. Thank you again for uh, for taking the time to do this. It's I know everybody's lives are busy, especially right before the holidays, so I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. I really I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Braden Bringhurst interview. If you don't already follow Biker Braid on Instagram, you should. I can promise you that his content will not disappoint. Stay tuned to Braden and Canyon Bicycles for the upcoming Rad Tribute movie launching in January of 2021. Also, if you feel so inclined, enter Braden's raffle for a chance to win an awesome prize package and to support trails and nonprofits within Boise, Idaho. This contest wraps up in January 31st of 2020 and a winner will be chosen early in 2021. As always, links to the information covered in the show can be found in the show notes. I hope you all have a great new year and we'll be back in 2021 with more inspiring interviews. Please share this podcast with others. Getting this message out will help us continue to create more shows. Please remember to leave a comment and rate the show wherever you consume your podcasts. This podcast has been made possible by Mountain Bike Radio, Smith's Bike Shop in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and is an Evolution Trail Services production. If you have ideas on future communities or people to feature on the Trail Effect podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out by emailing evolutiontrails at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.